Hi, I'm Lois Fawaling, and I want to welcome you to this fascinating journey into the realm of angels. Curious about angels, how they are deployed, what they are sent to do, and how their assignments shape your life? Would you like to receive a new awareness around the supernatural activity that's all around you? And how to work with God's angels to see His purposes fulfilled in your life? Angelic movement isn't random, it's strategic, timely, and purposeful, orchestrated to fulfill God's will. In my new e-course called Supernatural Appointments, you will learn how angels empower and provide for you. Supernaturally work in answering your prayers. Fight strategically to provide protection and deliverance. Rescue you from demonic stronghold and transform your life in miraculous ways. There has been so much attention given to the dark side, but I want to illuminate the heavenly realm. Unveiling the ways in which God's angelic host moves, how it protects, providing for you, redirecting, warning, fighting, guiding, healing, and yes, even watching over us. Each lesson in this 10-week course will demonstrate biblically how God sent forth His angels to help us. I'll share my experiences, and I will tell you I've had many experiences with the angelic host, and even those of others, to reveal the depth of His care and the way angels serve as divine messengers. Into the lives of men and women in the Bible through angelic involvement, He continues to use angels today helping us to navigate through challenging situations to conquer evil that seeks to destroy us and our families. It's a subject I believe that needs our attention. This course is a companion to my new book, Angels on the Move. An Angels on the Move book will be on Amazon, both in the Kindle version and paperback. But you can also purchase them on my website, loisforwelling.com. I look forward studying the realm of angels with you. Well, I am going to dive right into this first lesson on chaos. And I want to make sure that you understand that we can overcome chaos. There is victory in chaos. And so I want to give you some uh, information, biblical scripture through the Word of God, and also uh, help you to see how this all flows in the sense of what's going on in the world today. And so we're going to start off here with Acts 13, and we're going to be starting at verse 43. Now, this is the chaos and that stems from jealousy. Now, I don't know how many of you have been challenged by this, but I know there's many of us. There's always somebody that that looks at us and say, I want what they want, or I want that anointing. I want to have more, uh, you know, value than that person. And so jealousy kind of clicks in. Envy clicks in. And it's really sad when we see this operating in the body of Christ. We see it operating everywhere in our businesses and in our uh, political arena. We see it everywhere in school systems with kids. It's, it's just rampant. But in this particular story with Paul and Barnabas, I want to share with you how chaos was initiated 
by jealousy. And it's just, I found this very interesting as a God just kind of revealed some things to me through these scriptures and the leveling of chaos. So today we're going to talk about uh, chaos that is initiated by jealousy, but then we're going to jump up to in the next uh, video, in the next podcast, we're going to be jumping into the next level of chaos and then a third level. And what I want to share with you, I want to show you how this works. This is what's happening in the world today. This is what I'm seeing as the it's over the whole nation. It's over the world, in my opinion. And so Paul and Barnabas experienced this. And so if we look at, at 42, verse 42 of chapter 13, I want you to see that as Paul and Barnabas started to leave, the people pleaded with them to share more about these things on the next Sabbath day. Now here Paul and Barnabas were sharing about, the, and they were teaching on the Word of God, and it so impacted these people that they came to them and they pleaded with them, will you just come back? Will you, will you share even more to us? And so... When the meeting had finally broken up, many of those in attendance, both Jews and converts to Judaism, tagged along with Paul and Barnabas, who continued to persuade them to go deeper in their understanding of God's grace. So the Word of God is really pulling these people to Paul and Barnabas. Their teaching is just being so strong, it's deep, it's it's drawing them unto God even more and into the gospel. But here's what happened. Here's what's happening. The following week, nearly everyone in the city gathered to hear the Word of God. Now look at that. Near, I mean, this spread. There was excitement coming forth for the gospel. But Paul and Barnabas were teaching. It was magnetic. People wanted to know more about Jesus Christ. And do you ever notice that? If you're teaching or if you're presenting Christ in, in, in such a godly way, do you ever notice that people want to know what's going on? What's different about you? Where did you get this wisdom? And they'll be drawn to it. And so this is what's happening to them. Now, here's, here's where the chaos begins. So when the Jewish leaders saw the size of the crowds, <laughs> yeah, jealousy, vicious, it says vicious jealousy filled their hearts and they rose up to oppose what Paul was teaching. Sometimes what happens, whether it's not necessarily in the church, it can be in your, I mean, it can be in your ministry. I've experienced it in churches. I've experienced it in ministry. I've experienced it in the business field. That when they see that you're successful, when you have amazing things to offer, jealousy rises up. When you begin to have a following, when you're loved and adored because of Jesus Christ and who he is in you, vicious jealousy will rise up. And if you are a follower after God, what I've noticed, even in the business arena, whether they say they're Christian businesses or not, this is what happens, is that this vicious jealousy, it says, filled 
their hearts. Now, I believe that this is a spirit of jealousy. I believe that it's something beyond just the just our natural flesh. We can have a fleshly uh, jealousy and envy, but I believe that this was even more so. And I'll explain that as I go along in this story. So sometimes what we deal with is beyond envy between one person and another. What even the leaders, I mean, I've seen it where, you know, pastors will get even uh, offended. They will get jealous of people who have strong anointings, whether they come into their services to, to speak, they will never invite them back again because of that. Now, this is, this is when jealousy hits in. Now, godly men and women, of course, would have them come back because they want that anointing in their services. But what happens here is that this spirit of jealousy will come into somebody's heart. It will fill their hearts up with this jealousy. And then what did they do? They rose up to oppose what Paul was teaching. This is what this jealousy does. It rises up and look what happens. They insulted him. They argued with him. They not just argued over minor stuff. They argued over every single thing he was saying, everything that he was saying. So they insulted him. They slandered him. This is what this scripture means. They began doing this evil speaking against them. Now, have you had this happen to you? I have. I've had them where they've risen up out of jealousy and everything that I had said, they would twist it around. I've seen that Leviathan spirit twist it around, make it out like I said something different. And it was all because the spirit of jealousy had taken over, had filled up their hearts. This violent stuff. This is, this is what it said is violent, vicious jealousy. So what they had to do is says, yet Paul and Barnabas did not back down. Now here's some clues. Filled with courage, they boldly replied, we are compelled. We are compelled to bring God's message first to you Jews. But seeing you've rejected that message, and refuse to embrace eternal life, we will focus instead on the nations and offer it to them. This will fulfill what the Lord has commanded us. I have destined you to become a beacon light for the nations and release salvation to the ends of the earth. So what happens next? What What is it that takes place? Now we find that that when the non-Jewish people, if we continue, in the crowd heard those words, you know what happened? They were thrilled. They were excited. They were honored. They honored the word of God. They wanted more of it. And, and they just, so many believers in it said, God's word spread like wildfire throughout the entire region. Because Paul and Barnabas did not give up. They did not stop. They did not back down. And this is what we as a body of Christ need to do today. We cannot back down. In fact, if we lay down for a little while, we have to get back up. 
And this is what the Lord is saying to me. Get back up. Get out there. Speak boldly. You know, speak it out. Be courageous. Be, in fact, later on in scripture, it talks about how they changed and became fearless in what they were doing. But this, does this change things for these, for the opposition? Those who are filled with that spirit of jealousy? No. This is what happens. The Jewish leaders stirred up a violent mob against Paul and Barnabas, including many prominent and wealthy people of the city. They persecuted them and ran them out of town. Now, I want to share with you some of these things. What happens is, is that they were sent there by the Holy Spirit. Okay, they were directed by the Holy Spirit. Some of us are directed to go into a ministry by the Holy Spirit. Some of us are directed to go into a certain business because God has an assignment for you there. Some of us are are assigned to all kinds of different locations and ministries and businesses and market ministries. And yet what happens was they were filled, it says filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled, okay? Now, what happens with all of this, that violent mob comes along, that violent mob, what they did was they stirred up this mob. What did they do? They lied. Did they do that for us? Sure. They spread the, this negativity. They spread these lies. They slander and, and, you know, they, they send out these things. And I know I've experienced this. And it's devastating when you think this is my reputation. This is, and Paul and Barnabas had amazing reputation. But what did they do? What did they do? They focused on the nations. If the Jews did not want to receive from them, so they went and focused. What that means when they say focused on the nations, they focused on other people. They focused on those who would be willing to listen and hear. And that's what we need to do too. If somebody rejects us, it's, it's, we have to refocus this and say, okay, God, let me, let me focus on those that you've called me to reach. Now, this spirit of jealousy, we, we know with chaos, when it, when it's initiated by a spirit of jealousy, it will shift into violent behavior. It will shift into a stirring up of a big mob. What are you seeing that is happening around the world today? I believe it is that same spirit of chaos that is coming out of jealousy, that is going throughout our cities. This jealousy that is, is protesting and coming against everything that seems to be sane. <laughs> this spirit of chaos initiated by jealousy will end up being violent behavior, a stirring up. 
And we have to be careful that we don't get stirred up in the wrong way in this, in this spirit that comes out and cause us to be angry, cause us to retaliate, cause us to go after revenge. It says these people, when they stirred this up, who did they go for? The wealthy and the prominent people of the city. Why? Because those are the people that control the city. What's happening today is similar. They're going after the more prominent and and wealthy people. And you'll find that many wealthy people are backing these chaotic movements today. And so we have to realize that when these things take place, we cannot get caught up into, Paul and them could not get caught up into it. They had to stand firm not back down, and continue doing their assignment. One scripture in here says, when it talks about this, when it says that it was the devout women of prominence and the leading men of the city. That's who they went for. Devout women of prominence. I think we need to be careful in the body of Christ. Because I think the enemy is coming along and just stirring up these devout women that think that they're following the Lord, leading men of the city who think that they're above and can direct us and lead us. And yet, these are the very ones that this spirit of jealousy will go right after. Because I think they don't want to lose control. And so that control is really affecting them on on their choices. We have to be very, very careful. I want to just talk a little bit here because it talks about they persecuted them and ran them out of town. So persecution, what does that mean? It means they'll say all kinds of evil against you. Yeah, I've had that. They'll say things like they'll they'll entrap you. I mean, they want to twist things around, entrap you, make what you've been doing, whether it's under the anointing or not, make it look like it's not right, it's not biblical, it's false. You see, they will come along this mob, the persecution, they want to get rid of you. They want to get rid of you. They want to kick you out of town. There, persecution also invo- uh, involves illegal arrest or imprisonment. And we know that, that they were arrested falsely. We know they were in prison. Some of the disciples were in prison. And we also know that it could also mean possible death. This is how bad. Well, we'll, we'll this leveling is going to continue as I, as I talk about this. Do you remember Stephen? Do you remember what happened to Stephen? He was stoned to death. And so we have to be careful about how far we take this and should we get involved with it. Be very careful because even godly people, religious people, you think that you're in the right, doing the right thing, but we have to be careful that because we may not be, we may be used by the enemy by that spirit of jealousy and chaos. 
I want to go to and finish this particular one with 1 Peter uh, chapter 4. Because this is the first step to this chaotic behavior and how chaos is initiated. So each week I'm going to be talking a little bit more about how chaos is initiated, why it is initiated, and and what we can do about it. Now, in this particular case, <laughs> do you know why it was initiated? It was initiated because they were preaching the Word of God. People were getting saved. It was spreading like wildfire. The government officials were losing control of, of the impact that Jesus Christ had on their city. This is the reason why. When the anointing comes in, when they're filled with the Holy Spirit, and when we're touching people throughout our region, the anointing comes in and changes people. Hey, things are, some things are going to get stirred up, and we don't want to mess with that because we're losing maybe finances, maybe all kinds of different things in this process. But in first, uh, excuse me, first Peter four, and let's go to verse uh, 12. It says here, beloved friends, if life gets extremely difficult with many tests, don't, ooh, don't be bewildered as some, though something strange was overtaking you. Instead, continue to rejoice. For you, in a measure, have shared in the suffering of the Anointed One so that you can share in the revelation of His glory and celebrate with even greater gladness. Wow. I know it's really difficult when so many trials, so many testings come, I know it's difficult to walk through the chaos of life, the jealousy, the stirring up of the violence of those that uh, don't agree with you or even get to the point where they hate you. You know what? I've experienced some of this where I don't even understand where that bitterness and hatred is coming from. But I do now. I do now. Barnabas and Paul didn't do anything that they weren't called to do. They were filled with the Holy Spirit, but they were suffering because of that spirit of jealousy and the spirit of chaos that started to rule and come against them, that opposition it says, don't be bewildered because something strange is happening. Don't we all feel that way? Don't we feel like, wow, why is this happening to me? God, why are you doing this to me? Why, Lord? And we look at this and we get into this woe is me, this victim mindset. And yet God says, continue to rejoice. In fact, you've only shared in the suffering of the anointed one, so you can share in the revelation of his glory. I believe there's a greater level of glory coming. I believe that we can celebrate with even greater gladness because we've suffered a little bit. We didn't, we're not free from that. 
I've realized that throughout my Christian walk. We will suffer, but I will tell you, I'm excited about being a part of that glory, the revelation of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you as well? Will you grow in that? Will you uh, just expand yourself to see beyond the chaos, beyond the jealousy, beyond the hurt of what people are doing? Forgive and move forward because there is so much greater waiting for you in the revelation of the glory of God. So keep moving forward. Be blessed in this. Take some tips from what they did. Do not be intimidated by that. Walk out in boldness. Stand firm and watch and see what the Lord will do. 